Hello, everyone. I'm Caleb. And I'm Joey. And welcome back to Two Preachers on a Podcast. This is episode number two, and we are so excited that you've decided to be with us for this particular episode. Uh, as we're excited to dive into another topic. Uh, we appreciate so greatly all of you who listened to our very first episode, and we hope that uh, it was beneficial for you. We do ask that you would uh, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform it is that you use. And also, if you would, leave us a rating or review. And if you'd give it a share at some point, that would be great. Hopefully, it will be helpful to someone else uh, who comes into contact with, uh, with, with this particular podcast. Uh, I'm excited today as we continue uh, our, our series of questions, um, talking specifically about this question, why so serious? Um, and last week we talked about Bible study. This week we're going to talk about something that is extremely pertinent as well, that being our worship to God. Uh, we're going to ask the question, why so serious about worship? So Joey, let's let's kind of kick this episode off with talking, I guess, kind of about the main question here that this, uh, as this episode is titled, but why should I be serious about worship to God? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, just generally speaking, uh, you know, I'm a lighthearted person. I like to to uh, have fun. I like to uh, relax and kick back and, you know, just uh, not be serious when right. you know, I don't have to be. Right. But there, there are some situations in life where you have to be serious, and worship is one of those uh, situations. To, to answer the question, why should I be serious about my worship to God, I would just say because God is serious sure, about absolutely. it. And, you know, there are a number of examples we can look at in the Bible where we see that uh, people approached the idea of worship right. maybe half-heartedly or without contemplating the seriousness. And, you know, from what we can tell in those situations, uh, God kicked back very sternly right. against uh, those attitudes. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a, there's a time and a place, you know, to, to be not serious about things. And, but when it comes to worship, you've got to be able to make, um, make that separation and understanding, you know, what it is that we're doing. We're doing something of the utmost importance. Um, it's something that God has commanded us to do. Um, when, when I think about worshiping God and why, in my mind, it's so serious. I think because I guess because of who the recipient of our worship is that being God himself. Um, and then I look at God and who God is, you know, he being our creator, right? Genesis chapter one, um, he is our sustainer, Psalm 55 and verse 22. Um, and then also the fact that he is our savior, right? In the form of Jesus, his son. Um, and so with, with worship being aimed at him and because of everything that he's done for us, everything that he's allowed us uh, to be able to partake in, the hope that we can have of something greater uh, than this life, um, He's he's deserving, right? He's worthy right. Uh, of our worship and, and our adoration. And I think that right there makes it, in my mind, just you know, serious because of what God's done for us. Right. I think also about His authority. You sure. know, absolutely. Uh, we recognize authority every day. If if you get pulled over by a policeman, you know, for speeding or running a stop sign or right. something, you don't say, you know, you're really wasting my time. <laughs> right. You know, you're you're making me uh, late for some entertainment activity right. I was, you you recognize the authority and you demonstrate an attitude right that's fitting for the situation right. well god has all authority uh, in the world in which we live he created it and so there's you know there's an attitude uh, that uh, 
that goes along with respecting that authority. Absolutely. Well, and you think too, you know, and, and you understand this fr- from a law enforcement background, right? But when someone kicks back against that authority, there's consequences, right? right. They're dealt with appropriately. And the same is with, with worship. And we see that. And we're going to talk about that a little bit, I think, as we go in uh, to this podcast. But uh, it, it matters um, very much how, how serious we are about worship and doing it the right way. Um, I think we're going to get into some of that as we go as we go forward. I, ca- I kind of opened up, I guess, the door for this this second question, but uh, that's this: D- Does it really matter how I worship God, or can we worship God in whatever way that pleases us? Because if you, I mean, you look out right in, in our religious world, and there are, you know, you want to find a specific way to worship God, you can find it, right? Or you can just, according to our religious world, just worship Him however you want to worship, right. right? So, does it matter? Uh, how we worship him. So, you know, what if you could go back and just ask a few people in the Bible who got it wrong? You know, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, what if you could go Absolutely. back and ask uh, Cain? Right. You know, Cain, did it really matter sure. how you approached God with that uh, worshipful sacrifice? Yeah. I mean, what would he say? Absolutely. Obviously, <laughs> right. It mattered, you know, because God was pleased with. Abel's, but he wasn't pleased uh, with Cain's. And look at the consequences that unfolded out of that situation, right? right? Right. So, yeah, it it mattered. What about Nadab and Abihu? Right. You know, I'm sure you were thinking about them. Nadab and Abihu, did it really matter how you approached God uh, in worship? Yeah, it it mattered mattered in a very fatal way uh, for them. Uh, Jesus said in in John chapter 4, verses uh, 23 and 24, uh, something that I think that's pertinent. He said, But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The, The very fact that God is seeking such worshipers, right. what kind of worshipers? Those who worship in spirit and truth uh, indicates that it does matter. Right. Yeah, well, again, he's, he's the recipient of our worship. Um, he is the one who has laid out, you know, he is our authority, he's the standard, he's laid out how we're supposed to do these things. So it does matter um, how we worship. You know, you look out and you see all the, the different ways that people um, I, I guess they call it worship, right? But, you know, and, you know, over the holidays, we saw a lot of different videos surfacing on the inter- internet of all of these different, you know, I don't know, Christmas-themed, you know, I don't even know what you call them. You right. know, just all kinds of crazy things that people are deeming worship. And I guess the question at that point is, you know, well, where do you draw the line? Like, if it, you know, at that point, you can essentially call whatever you want right. worship. Um, and if, if that's how it is, then it's got to be accepting, you know, to God. And I think, I think a lot of times, our, and I think this is just a whole mindset change, but a lot of times people in our religious world, they look at God and they think, here's my worship. You have to accept it, right? This is what makes me feel good. This is what makes me think that I'm doing the right thing. Um, so I'm going to offer it to you, and God, you'd better accept it because that's what I've given you, you know. Right. Um, but it's it's so twisted, it's so backwards, and, and yeah, it really is. Um, and so I, I just think it's it, it, it matters very very much uh, how we worship God. And and you you brought up John chapter four and verse twenty four, and obviously um, we go to this 
passage a lot um, concerning our worship and kind of our attitude and the way that we do it. So how do you and I worship um, according to John 4 and verse 24? Well, there's the truth part of right. that. Uh, we're to worship God in truth. And so I and I think it would be appropriate to consider John 17, 17, right. where Jesus said, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is true. Absolutely. So if we're going to worship God in truth, then we need to worship him according to the instructions he's given for worship for our time. Right. Right. We don't go back to Cain and Abel and look at that. We don't go back to Nadab and Abihu and look at that. The principle, of course, applies and the lessons we learn about attitude right. apply. Yeah, absolutely. But the specifics of how we worship God must be derived from his instruction for us for our time, the Christian dispensation. So truth, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it's it's important. You know, there's there's authority for what we do. Um, you have to have, um, I guess what we would say, you know, the book, chapter, verse kind of mentality in the sense of we have uh, God's commands for us and we can see it spelled out for us, written out for us, um, and that and that's what uh, that, that that's what that's where our, our worship must be. But then <clears throat> you have that second component in there, right? And talking about the spirit part, uh, the spirit aspect of it. Um, and, I, and I think that that is the idea of having, you know, the right mind, uh, the right attitude going into worship. Um, you know, and if you think about it, you know, we're here to worship God because of what he's done for us. That should make us excited, right? We sure. should feel, you know, happy and joyful uh, because of what God has done for us. And we have an opportunity to praise him for that and to recognize him for that and to, you know, to see the pedestal that he's on and to understand how much higher and greater he is um, than we are. Um, and I think it's important, and I'll let you touch on that in just a minute, but I think it's important that we need to make sure that we have both of these aspects in our worship and yeah. not just one or the other. And I think that, you know, even though, even among, um, you know, brotherhood congregations, you see a lot of congregations who perhaps do it in truth, but they they lack the spirit, right? Or um, you see it more so in our religious world, I guess, they have the spirit, um, but they don't do it in truth. They're not doing things according to the word of God. Right. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. It It's not an either or, right. you know, it, it's you have to have both and just to drill down on the the spirit aspect of it a little bit more and you mentioned you know the right attitude the right frame of mind uh you know if you think about what jesus said in matthew 15 7 through 9 he talked about uh, the religious leaders of his day they draw near with mouth uh but their heart was far from right, him right. and that made their worship vain because mm -hmm. their heart wasn't in it you know, we both uh, have a, an interest in football, and right. sometimes you see a team on the field that uh, you're pulling for, and you think their heart is not in it. Right. You know, it's like they're on a different planet mm -hmm. or something. And we can be that way in worship. Our heart is not in it. Right. We, we're motivated to do what we're doing for the wrong reasons, or we lack motivation completely. Uh, there are uh, just a couple of other passages here. I think of First Corinthians chapter eleven, where Paul wrote to the church at Corinth about the manner in which they were observing the Lord's Lord's Supper. You know, they they had made it a, an act of divisiveness rather than a, an opportunity for unity. Sure, it, their attitude was wrong. Right. First Corinthians fourteen, where Paul 
rights to correct their use of spiritual gifts in the assembly and tongues, and that they were approaching that with the wrong attitude and mindset. So those seem to be great examples of exactly what you're talking about. The right attitude, the right mindset is just as much required as the right actions. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even this too, I think you have you have to be intentional and not methodical as well right. in your worship too, right? I think sometimes, um, and I think we, we talked about this a little bit in our last episode with, with the whole Bible study, sometimes you can just get to the reading and not really understanding and digesting it. Well, the same thing is with worship. You can get to the point to where, you know, you've sang that song so many times and so you just go off memory and you don't really pay attention um, you know, the Lord's Supper goes by and you take a cracker, drink some juice, you know, you throw a dollar bill on the plate when the giving happens, you know, it's just kind of the same thing every single week. Right. right. Um, and I, and we've got to make sure, and it's easy to fall into that. We've all done that before. Um, so we need to make sure though, that our mindset is right. When we enter into worship, we understand what we're doing, why it's important that we're doing it and that we're doing it in the right way with the right attitude. Yeah. Method and meaning, yeah. right? Those yeah. are two things we should really think about in our worship. Absolutely. Well, as, as we're looking at worship um, today, as we get into our last uh, point that we're going to make here in, in this episode, um, we're doing again what we did last week. We're calling this last section toolbox time. Um, and we're going to talk maybe just a few, um, so, some few, a few tips. And I don't want to say tricks because it sounds makes it sound not. Well, one of right, mine is probably a trick. Okay. You know, okay. So. Well, tips and tricks for how to, I guess, better worship God. And I don't mean this not necessarily like you're enhancing your experience in worship because ultimately, um, you know, we're not there. We are there to edify and encourage one another. Um, but ultimately, we're there to. To our aim is to God, right? Um, we're not there necessarily for ourselves in that sense. So, um, what are some things that Joey that you think w- would help us in our worship? Here's my trick. Okay, it can be tricky training children to sit quietly <laughs> in sure. service. Right, I, I know all about <laughs> that right now. <laughs> yeah, but I, it it's important, and the there are long term benefits to starting early training kids to sit quietly sure. during services. So I, that would be my first one is to to really work at uh, training them and teaching them how to sit. Absolutely. I should I should say that my wife knows all about that because <laughs> half of the time I'm in the pulpit preaching and I don't even have to <laughs> I don't have to deal with uh, with with my 1-year-old. Um, but no, you're exactly right though and you see you see a big difference too as children who grow, who are older, you can tell just by looking at them and how they interact in worship, whether or not they've had training or not. Right. Um, and I think in training them during worship is more than just, you know, giving them a snack and an iPad during worship to make them be quiet. That's just, that's not, that's not a solution to the issue, to the problem, but you're at, but you're training them. You're showing them, this is what we're doing. Here's how we're doing it. Here's why we're doing it. Um, I think that, I think you're exactly right in that. Yeah. You want me to go for another it. one? Yeah, okay. go for it. So I, I would recommend also, and this can apply primarily to children, but also adults, because we, we should set the right example. Take care of restroom breaks before hand. Right. You know, I mean, we have an opportunity between Bible class and worship to take care of, you know, maybe phone calls that mm-hmm. need to be made. Right. Or, or emails that need to be answered for some reason if you're obligated to those kinds of things on on Sunday, or even 
breaks for restroom mm-hmm. or whatever. Try to take care of that before worship begins because when, you know, there is when there are people who are repeatedly getting up and going out of the assembly, that, you know, that we may not think about it personally, but it's distracting yeah. uh, to other people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we were talking about this yesterday, I think, when we were kind of talking about some of the things we wanted to talk about in this podcast. But um, we talked about, you know, when you go to a movie, right, you make sure to go during the previews, right, right. or and then during the credits, right. not during the main thing. And, um, and I know... A movie is not the same thing as a worship. I understand that, but I think in principle, um, you make you make sure you're there for what's important, right? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times in worship, it's just you know, oh well, I'll have an opportunity tonight to sit in the whole service or next week, or it's just maybe it's just not that important to me, so I'm gonna go do you know whatever I need to do. So I know I think you're exactly right. Um, I think. Um, you know, electronics is big, and, and I know you use uh, an iPad a lot during worship, and I do too. I preach from an iPad. Um, I use technology, and, you know, it's it's in every part of our lives. But it can also be a major distraction too um, during worship. And, um, you know, maybe one, something I do, I have, um, you know, I on the iPhone you can set up, um, like, do not disturb time periods. And I have one uh, set up for Bible class through worship, and then I have set one set up um, for evening worship and then one set up on Wednesday night so that I know, you know, no, not, I'm not going to get distracted. Even, and even if I am using my iPad, you know, for a Bible or for note-taking and such, you know, a lot of tools and stuff you can use in, in that regards, but I'm not, I'm limiting the distractions that are going to come my way in that. Right. Yeah, and I would just add to that, if you know, the technology is a challenge for you. You're, right. If you know that you have your iPad or your phone in your hand and you're going to be tempted to look at things that don't pertain what you're doing, then I would just get my paper Bible yep. and yep. Uh, work with that. That's you're exactly right. What else you got? Um, here, here's one, I, yeah, especially for, for parents. I think this would be applicable. Uh, prepare for worship before you leave the house, right. right? And sometimes that takes that begins maybe on Saturday night, right. you know, getting clothes ready and everything. I, I know that as a, a parent, as parents, my wife and I have had this experience. And, you know, sometimes I see parents who have obviously had the same experience. We show up for wor- worship and uh, look and act like we wrestled a bear on the way, <laughs> way to services. <laughs> You know, it's just I'm worn out right. from everything I had to do to just try to get the family there. Right, right. And so put some preparation into it sure. and try to alleviate, you know, any frustrations or arguments or struggles that might take place that are just going to put you in a mood that, you know, I'm here now, but I don't feel like worshiping, right. you know, after what I just went through. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you're exactly right. Um, and. That's, that was actually the, the very first thing I had on here um, was the idea of preparation both night before and morning of. Um, and I think, you know, again, you can use the, the illustration of, you know, when you go to some secular event, you always make sure that you're prepped and you're there early. Um, I think that's another one, show up on time. You know, don't, don't show up, you know, 
10 minutes afterwards. And I understand some things are out of your control. Some things you just can't help. But more often than not, and when you can, um, show up on time. Be there a few minutes early. Get your mind prepped. Get yourself ready. Uh, because, again, this is, you know, one of the most important things that we could ever do. Um, right. and, and I think we need to be in the right mindset with the right attitude and understanding what we're doing. And being there on time or ahead of time um, greatly helps uh, in that. Anything else you have? I, I have one more here. I would just encourage all of us to think less about the people who are leading us mm. and more about the God that is being served. Sure, absolutely. Uh, in our worship, you know, yeah. it's it's easy to, you know, and I, I mean, I'll just take the licks for saying this as a preacher. You know, <laughs> it's it's easy to say, you know, you went he went too long. Mm. Someone might say he went too short. Right. You know, someone might. Uh, look at the person who led the prayer and say, you know, that there weren't, wasn't a lot of thought put into that prayer. Or they might listen to the scripture reading and say, you know, you didn't handle that scripture very well. You could have read that. Yeah. More, you know, that we could pick apart the people who are stepping out and leading us in worship when really what we, we ought to be doing is focusing on the God that we're trying to serve yeah, uh, in our worship. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. You are exactly right in that. I think, uh, you know, a lot of times we <clears throat> we put the focus and emphasis on who's doing it, and oftentimes too, who's around us too, right? Um, and we don't remember uh, what it is that we're doing, um, and I think that that's that's very very important. So, Joe, appreciate the uh, the time for this episode. And, yeah, same uh, to you. Um, enjoyed doing this. Looking forward to next week as we continue in our questions about things that are serious, things that we need to continue thinking on. Appreciate you all so much for being with us for this episode. As always, you can find our podcast on whatever platform it is that you use. Uh, you're more than welcome if you're in the in the Dallas Fort Worth area. You're more than welcome to come and, and visit us to worship with us here at the Roanoke Church of Christ. Um, you can find our address and all those other things in the show notes below. Uh, but until next week, thank you so much for being with us and God bless.